Dear friends, I'm Shanice J, your host. Thank you so much for tuning into Love Her Will, the new voice of willpower. Today we are going to discuss how to stay encouraged during and after breast cancer. One of the main side effects of chemotherapy is hair loss. Imagine catching a chill because you don't have any hair on your head. Hair loss is also directly linked to womanhood and beauty. You may feel less beautiful without your hair. So today I may feel Today, I'm excited to introduce Ms. Alicia Ford. Hi, Alicia. Hi. Alicia is a wife, a devoted mother, and enjoys wearing her beauty with head wraps. She was diagnosed last August with an aggressive stage one triple positive breast cancer. Alicia believes that screenings should start in their 20s so that more women can find their breast cancer early on. So friends, grab your scarves, grab your journal, for this episode because Alicia is here to share her own personal journey with breast cancer and to do a head wrapping tutorial. Thank you so much, Alicia, for being here. You look wonderful. Love her well, I'm outspoken gonna tell you how you feel. No fake news, no, no, no. power gonna get you that real. Black girl power in hills, everyone's equal, that's how I feel. How are you feeling? Thank you so much for um, reaching out to me and um, allowing me to be able to um, just tell my story, you know, give my testimony. Um, and, you know, I, I feel good. I don't look like what I've been through. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, kicking cancer's tail one day at a time. <laughs> yes, you are. And I, I can just see that in your smile. You're glowing and um, I'm just so grateful that you're, you decided to fight and just keep on with this journey. So um, how did you find, when did, how did you find your breast cancer? Um, I found, well, my, the breast cancer that I had, because it's gone, <laughs> was in the right breast. And um, just, I wasn't even trying to do a self-exam. I was just, I think I was in a shower one day and I was mm-hmm. just, you know, washing up and I'm like, oh, I noticed the lump. Right. Breast cancer was um, the furthest from my mind. Right. To the point where it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe it'll go away. Maybe it's nothing. Mm -hmm. Then it's like COVID hit and, you know, we had to worry about, you know, covering up and not going outside and, you know, not touching this and not touching that. So then that, you know, kind of took precedence and I kind of forgot all about the, the, the lump that I felt. So then I said, you know, after, you know, COVID was like calmed down, mm-hmm. I don't think it ever really calmed down, but um, essentially I said, you know what, let me go take this um, mammogram, my very first order to get a mammogram. Okay. Let me go take this um, mammogram. Let me go take this script to, so I can get a mammogram. Mm-hmm. Go get a mammogram. Again, I totally forgot about the lump. To the point where when I was having my mammogram done, I didn't even mention it to Mm -hmm. the um, the technician because I totally forgot about it. Right. And then I said, 
you know, I had my mammogram done in July. And then I said, you know, it's been a week. I haven't heard any results. So I called my doctor. Um, he called me back. And then when he called me back, he said that there was um, a suspicious finding and that he wanted me to go have an ultrasound and a biopsy. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, you know, went and had the ultrasound and the biopsy and uh, um, the doctor there, she, you know, I asked her what it was. What did she think it was? Did she think it was a cyst? Because at this point now I'm nervous. Right. And she, she was just nonchalantly, she said, oh, well, it could be a cancer. And I, I didn't hear anything past cancer. Oh, like, man. really? Yeah. Yeah, cancer. Like you see this all the time. And then it's like you see this all the time. So for her, you know, she she sees it all the time. She can just say, Oh, this is this and this is that. But for me, you tell me cancer and I didn't hear anything past the word cancer to the point where when I left, I actually had to go back inside to ask her what was the next step. So yeah. Wow. She said that so casual. Like sometimes yeah, sometimes they don't have bedside manners when they talk to you about, you know, our illnesses and things that can be going on with us. Wow. She really did. She just, oh, it could be a cancer. And then she said, oh, but we don't know until uh, we send it out for pathology. And I'm just like, okay. Now yeah. that was on a Wednesday. So I went the entire weekend without knowing exactly what it was but of course my anxiety was high because now I'm like okay what is happening and then I got the call on it was on a Monday Mm -hmm. August August 24th I got the call that you know it was cancer my doctor didn't want to tell me it was cancer he actually wanted me to come into the office but I had worked I had worked with this doctor well I had worked for this doctor and I kind of like got it out of him and he was just like please come to the office and yeah wow well at least he was a little bit more sensitive than that technician mm. telling you the inform that news wow mm. so uh, I called my husband and I'm bawling on the phone and yeah. I'm just like I got cancer you know when when you hit yeah. that to me it was we all have a number but why do I have to die from right. cancer. But, you know, when I heard cancer, I just immediately thought of death. Right. But I am in such a different space right now right. that, yeah. So, did they do any genetic testing to see, like, how, you know, you got the breast cancer? Did you have any kind of ideas of your own that, you know, thought maybe why the breast cancer came about? No, you know, actually, when, um, when my doctor called me and, and wanted to meet with me, he was already um, taking the initiative to get me set up to see um, a breast surgeon okay. and um, taking initiative to do, um, he did some genetic testing, but again, that's not his specialty. So mm-hmm. he just did what he thought um, would be good. And so um you know, once I saw the breast surgeon, of course, they sent me to their uh, specialist to do genetic testing. And, you know, all my tests came back negative. You know, they, I am actually the first person in my family to have breast cancer. Wow. I'm 41. So it doesn't run on my mom's side. It doesn't run on my dad's side. 
Um, so, but everything was negative and I'm just like, where in the heck did this come from? So I'm convinced it either came from, I'm sure it came from the food, the foods that we eat Mm -hmm. or environmental. Yeah. You know, me trying to figure out where this thing came from. I would never ever figure out where it came from. So, you know, this is unfortunately the hand I was dealt. So, yeah. Yeah. And that can really rack your brain too, just trying to figure out why, you know, why me or how, and, and, you know, it just comes down to, like you said, environmental, we just don't, we just don't know the things that we consume, you know, especially from all the years, even when we were younger, you know, we weren't talking about, you never really heard about organic foods or, you know, all natural meats and stuff. We was eating McDonald's and, you know, just eating whatever we wanted to, you know? Right. And so- and I'm still not, I see, part of me is, see, part of me is, is this just something that was destined to happen? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, is yeah. it a gene, a short, it was a gene that I had that decided it just want to just mutate. And, you know, this is what happens when the gene mutates. But uh, it's kind of like, I just don't, I just don't yeah. know. You know, I can think all day long, yes, it's environmental, but was it really destined to happen? Yeah. And you can also go see a genetic uh, counselor. There are genetic mm-hmm. counselors that um, do a full panel of testing. It's like a 20 plus different genetic genes. Right. That and that's the, mm-hmm. that's the test that I had. I think it's oh, called okay. BRCA, the BRCA test. Okay. That's just a singular one, but yes. Yes. Exactly. So, so yeah, so I had that test done and they test like all these, ge- these genes. Okay. Um, okay. And, none of them came back um positive they were all negative so i don't know where the heck this thing came from yeah wow so how how did how did your treatments and surgeries make you feel like what emotions did you feel during that process going through and surgery there was an and it still is an emotional roller coaster um you know, when you're, when, well, with me, when I was first diagnosed, I was, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to me. Yeah. And why is this happening to me? And I just felt like I was being punished. Like, I am like the nicest person. I don't do anything to anybody. And it's just like, why am I being punished? Yeah. Like, what did I ever do to deserve this? So of course I went through that in the beginning. And, um, you know, and it's like, <sighs> You know, someone can, like, the doctor told me I had cancer, but it was just like, dang, I really have cancer. And then it was, okay, everything moves so fast. You're diagnosed, you have to go see a, a breast surgeon, then you have surgery, then you have chemotherapy, Yeah. you know, and it's like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Before I can, um, before I can even let one the before I can even process that I had cancer, it was time to make a decision about something else. And it yeah. was just like, man, it was and in the beginning it's informational information overload. Yeah, it is. To the point where I had to say, you know what? <sighs> I can't. I had to stop surfing the internet because of course, you know, Google will have you thinking planning your funeral. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, that's Basically. true. And then it was just like, okay, I had to just shut everything off mm-hmm. you know and then I, you know even though I said I want to shut things off 
I need to know what the heck is happening. I need to reach out to other women who have been through this, who have gone through this, who are survivors. Like Mm -hmm. I need, I need answers. I need to speak to someone. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I was after, after the, after my diagnosis. And then, you know, when it was time to have surgery, I'm like, I'm really, I'm really about to have surgery. Like I made the decision to have a double mastectomy as opposed to a lumpectomy. And the reason I did the, um, I wanted to, the double mastectomy is because when I was going for an MRI, there was um, a scare in the opposite breast. Oh, wow. I said, you know, I can't go through this again. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to have the double mastectomy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, that was a big decision to make because as you stated in the beginning, you know, that's like taking a part of my womanhood away, even though, you know, of course your hair and your breasts don't define you, but that's Mm -hmm. what makes, that's what make you, you know, that's what, that's what we relate to. Right. Right. So, yeah. So I had the um, double mastectomy and I was able to have immediate reconstruction because the cancer did not spread to my lymph nodes. So it was, I was diagnosed with um, inductive, inductive, I'm sorry, invasive yeah. ductal carcinoma. Right. And I caught it, I caught it early. You know, I caught it, it was stage one, but it was aggressive. Right. So um, after I had my double mastectomy, um, of course, that was the most vulnerable I've ever been. Yeah. Because when you have a surgery like that, like I couldn't even do anything for myself. Right. Even when I go to the, even wiping myself was mm-hmm. just, you know, and I had to have, and thank God I have a good support. I had my family and my friends, you know, well, my best friend, she came over and she had to help me like shower because yeah. I couldn't do it. And my husband was scared out his mind and touched me. He was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to break you. Yeah, he didn't want to break you. Like, You're not going to break me. Right. You're fragile to him. Right. Oh. Like, oh my gosh, you just look like you're in so much pain. And, you know, yeah. and at that time, it wasn't as painful as I thought it, it was painful because mm-hmm. I had, um, I had a defect, D flat procedure okay. where they took the, um, the, be- the fat from the belly and then right. they reconstructed me breast. Right. So, right. um, it's, it's more invasive than because a lot of people will say, oh, you had a tummy tuck. No, no, it's not, it's not the same. It's not. <laughs> it's not the same. A it's tummy not. tuck is elective. This is not elective. Right. Not elective to have cancer. And right. they know. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so they tread lightly when we talk about you right. know, my procedure because I let them know, uh-uh, this is not. <laughs> right. So, um, yes, I had the D-flat procedure. And again, mm. it was painful, but it wasn't. Uh, as painful as I imagined it would be. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if I had to do it over again and get the same results, I would. Okay. Just yeah. for women out there who, you know, who are afraid or who just don't know. If I if I had to do it over again, yeah. Um, the reconstruction part, I, I would. Okay. Yeah, and that's good that you're you're confident about your about the surgery and, you know, it's a big decision. And like you said, it seemed like they don't really give you enough time to even think about 
what kind of surgery you want to have. They're just like, okay, you can get a lumpectomy or you get a mastectomy. Which, which one's going to be? You don't have much time to think about it. We got to hurry up. We have to do it now. Then you have to have chemotherapy. And, and I'm assuming you didn't have radiation, right? Because that's why, because it didn't get to your lymph nodes. So you well, just I did, I'm sorry. So you just I had chemo? Okay. Yes. So um, if I would have made the decision to have a lumpectomy, mm-hmm. uh, then I would have had to go the radiation route. Okay. But because I just decided to cut, uh, to, to have both my breasts removed, and yes, you are correct, and it did not spread to my lymph nodes, and I was able to have um, immediate reconstruction, I did not need um, radiation. Okay. Um, but I did need chemo because the cancer that I have is, I'm triple yeah. positive. Yeah, and that's a great and, Right, and so when I was told that first I was told I was triple positive and then I was told that I had to have chemotherapy. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like it's like blow after blow after blow. And it's almost as if I don't even want to ask what can happen next because because I feel like this is a lot. Right. um, You know, so then it was like, okay, now you have to get ready for, you know, chemotherapy and then they have to do a port. I have a port. Um, so, you know, they had to place my port and then right after they placed my port, they placed my port on a Friday and on that following Wednesday was um, my first session to have chemotherapy. And that was just, oh, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was, you know, I get off the elevator and as soon as you get off the elevator, you see the signs and it'll say um, chemotherapy. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm really, I really have to have yeah. chemotherapy. Yeah. So it's like I'm walking, I go, I sign in, and then the lady's like, okay, you know, verify your name, your date of birth. Mm-hmm. And I did that, and she gave me a, a bracelet, and she's like, okay, now have a seat. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm looking around around the waiting room. Yeah. And I'm the only one there that looks like me. And when I say that, I mean young. Yeah. Um, African American. Yeah. Um, because all these other women, they're older, you yeah. know, they're, they're older. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then when they call my name to come to the back, it's like, I got up and it's almost like I hesitated because mm-hmm. I really don't want to be here. Like, right. I really don't want to go through this. Exactly. And so it's like, she called my name and I'm walking to, it, it, to me. It's like, I'm walking down this long hallway mm-hmm. and she takes me to my, you know, she takes me to my room and I'm sitting there and then, you know, the nurse comes in and she introduces herself and we're in COVID. Yeah. So mind you, I have nobody there with me. I'm alone, but I'm not alone, you yeah. know? And um, I'm just, just dazed. And so the nurse, of course, she's first, at first she was just like looking at her computer and she was, you know, talking and I guess she was asking me asking me questions, and mm-hmm. I, again I was dazed. Yeah. And she stopped what she was doing, and she looked over at me. And when she looked over at me, she could see the terror in my eyes that yeah. I was afraid. And and we were in the middle of COVID, and she pulled that curtain shut. And when she looked at me, it was almost like she became uh, a mama bear protecting her cubs. Yeah. Her cubs. Because she came over to me and she just held me and I just cried like oh, no. I just cried like I just yeah. 
I couldn't do anything else. And she was like, I'm so sorry. She's like, you are going to be okay. She's yeah. like, it, it's, it's okay. It's your first time. She was like, it's just the unknown for you. She's like, I, she said, I got you. She was like, you're going to be okay. And she helped me at least for like 15 minutes until I can get myself together. God bless her. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and I love her for that, you know, yeah. because some people aren't, but you know, some people aren't, some people don't have sympathy, but right. she, she went, I felt like she went above and beyond, even yeah. though we were in COVID and, you know, you can't touch this or you can't touch that. Yeah. She extended her arms and I just like cried like a little baby. Yeah. You know, my first, my first chemo treatment and, um, they have, um, they have the social work, the social worker mm-hmm. come in and talk with you. They also have like a priest to come in and, and just yeah. speak with you to kind of see where your head space is. And right. Anybody that came in my room, she will let them know, hey, this is her first time here, you know, just yeah, be gentle with her. Yeah. Not that they're not yeah. gentle with all the patients, but you know, right, right. <laughs> she just made me feel really, really special. Right. So. Wow. God bless her for real. Cause that, uh, I just, I remember that time too. And I'm just, my heart is just, oh, just aching right now. Just thinking about, you know, you being in that space and just. By yourself, I mean, you all, I mean, cancer is, is difficult alone. And then not to be able to have somebody sitting there with you makes it even more difficult. Um, so, I, wow. I just I feel like I'm about to tear up just thinking about it. <laughs> Listen, I, I hold back tears all the time when I tell that story. And yeah. it's almost like now, and now I, I'm still in chemo. So I, I go for maintenance therapy. And every time I see her, she's like, hey, Alicia, how are you? And it's almost like, I'm like, I'm good. She's like, I told you, I told yeah. you. And it's almost like, I'm a pro. I go in there. I do yeah. what I have to do. And I, you know, cause I know what's, right. you know, I know what's happening. I know what the next step is, but that first time I had no idea what yeah. the heck was going to happen. Are and, you alone um, still? Or are they, have they opened up the hospital to allow visitors yet? They have, they, they have about, um, I want to say about two weeks ago. So when I went for my chemo treatment, the last treatment that I went, I was able to take um, a family member with me. And, and, and that was, that was good because it distracts you from everything else that's going on around. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, yeah. And so that was good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Wow. What are some new things you have discovered about your journey? Just, you know, during this time, what, what are some new things that you kind of discovered that you didn't know before, either about yourself or just about breast cancer? Well, you know, <laughs> I learn new things every day. And mm-hmm. I say that because to me, until I didn't research breast cancer, you know, I didn't research breast cancer until I was actually diagnosed with it. Right. You know, you hear about, you know, the breast cancer walks and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I participate sometimes in those walks, but you don't really, you don't really, for me, I didn't really participate mm-hmm. in it because it wasn't happening around me. Right. You know, nobody I knew had breast cancer. So yeah. when they would, you know, when we were, at, when we were at work and they would say, Hey, do you want to donate? Yeah, I would donate. Mm-hmm. But I didn't actually do the walk because again, nobody I knew was affected by breast cancer. 
Right. Until I thought, you know, until I was affected by breast cancer. Then I started doing all this research and then reaching out to women like you and um, other breast cancer survivors and even um, patients that are currently um, in treatment as myself. You know, I learn new stuff every day, but I've learned to, it's so crazy. I've learned to just um, discover, I don't want to really say discover, but just to tap into my own, my body. You know, I'm learning my body, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I'm learning where every indentation is on my body. I'm learning where every lump is on my body. I'm learning, you know, I know the difference. Okay, this lump feels different opposed to this lump. So let me go get this checked out. You know, I'm just paying more attention to my body. Yes, it does bring a sense of awareness. To your body yeah. it really yeah. does and you mentioned something earlier um that i want to bring attention to while you were sitting in the waiting room you looked around and you don't see anyone that looks like you and yeah. it's not that young adult what women of color it's not that we're not getting breast cancer it's because that we're not catching it as early and yeah. a lot of times we'll catch it real late because we're not being looked at as as high risk and we're 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 actually the ethnic group that um, gets the more aggressive breast cancer than any other group, and then unfortunately we're at the highest rates of dying from it too. So I'm just so blessed that you able to find yours at stage one, like you did by just you know like you said by or well, by accident, but it still was God you know bringing it to your attention mm-hmm. to get your scans and stuff, but. Um, but yeah, young adult women of color, we're, we're, we're getting diagnosed more and more with breast cancer and we're not, we're not seeing as many people that look like us. So those support groups that you're looking for are important. And that's why I'm doing this podcast to bring more light to young women like us that are are being diagnosed with breast cancer. Yeah. I, you know, just thinking back, man, when I was first diagnosed, it was, I need to talk to somebody, somebody who understands like I can talk to my family and my friends all day long right they haven't been through it so they don't know they can't relate and it was like I I felt myself you know on social media because again the world was shut down we couldn't actually we and we still can't have like go to like the breast cancer meetings Mm -hmm. or just have the meetings so a lot of the information that I found is through other breast cancer survivors and you know I can remember being up at two in the morning and just I was on Instagram and and then I just started um using Facebook um but I was on Instagram and I was hashtagging like breast cancer survivors and I came across wonderful pages and you know I sent them them young ladies messages and just asking questions and they were also helpful to me and they just kind of like you know it's like Welcome to our community, uh, what, but you know we don't. We, we know you don't want to really be in our community, but you know, kind of right. like welcome. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wow. So, wow. but yeah, I I get my strength from family, friends, supporters, and I just knew that as I found myself asking questions to women uh, survivors. I wanted someone to be able to reach out to me and ask me those same questions. And at first I was embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh, I have breast cancer. I can't let anybody know this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then it was like, this thing chose me. Right. So 
I'm going to roll up these sleeves and I'm going to fight like crap because right. my yes, I'm going to fight it. I'm gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna be in for a rude awakening. Right. <laughs> I love that. And and like you said, it chose you so you can share your story and to other breast cancer survivors and you can be that advocate for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the questions that I was gonna ask you. You talked about your family, your friends, and other women gave you your strength. You know, we know breast cancer can take away um, our self esteem, kind of make us feel like you said, embarrassed about it, or just a little, a little too self-aware about every little thing, you know, and how are, how are you able to just build confidence, you know, during this journey? Like, how, what was some things that helped you feel a little bit more confident to make you feel like, you know what, I don't look like what I've been through. I got this. I'm still a beautiful woman. You know, what are some things that you've done? Um, journal. No, that's good. Journal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I journal. I write down mm-hmm. how I'm feeling. If I'm f- having a good day, I write it down. If I'm having a bad day, I write it down. I just, because you know you got to get it out. Right. You know, so um, one of the things that I do is um, one of my good friends, she purchased a journal for me. Now, a lot of people purchase journals for me, but one of my good friends, she purchased a journal for me and even, you know, I'm, it's not always, you know, I start off as today I did this or today I did that. I just take this pen and I just write any word that I'm feeling. I just write all over the paper. And that's kind of my outlet. All right, here we go. All right. So you were just talking about, Alicia, about journaling, how journaling has helped you. And you were telling, describing the kind of journal that your best friend had got you. Yeah, so um, it's just, just just a journal, and um, I I just been writing down everything. You know, I don't always write a whole full passage, even if I want to just write words just to get them out of how I'm feeling. That has really that has really helped me. Yeah, that has that's really helped me. Wow, that's a good idea to do that. I need to start doing that a little bit more because, like you said, you may not have the person right there to talk to you about what you're going through. So to get it out, you have to, because sometimes, look, I used to hold it in and then all of a sudden I'll just start crying, boohooing out of nowhere because I haven't got it out, you know, all my emotions and stuff. And so that's a good idea to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, in addition to journaling, has there been anything else that's been like your biggest help during this journey that you can share with another breast cancer survivor? Um, that has been so much. Um but the I mean my support you know my support they rock they are awesome you know as I stated in the beginning I can talk to them all day long about you know breast cancer and even though they can't relate they're like well what can I do for you how can I help you you know um do you need me to do anything do you need me to take you anywhere you know and it's just just knowing that I have that support you know because again the reason I started um, a Facebook, why well, I got on Facebook is because um, my doctor suggested it. She's like, you know, we're not meeting, you know, the women aren't meeting um, as they should. So she was just like, I think you should, you know, join Facebook and get in some of the groups. And when she was saying that to me, I'm thinking Facebook, get in some of the groups. What in the world's going on here? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, then, and then 
when I joined Facebook and I'm like, okay, I don't know how to work this. Right. <laughs> this whole Facebook thing. <laughs> and so as I started um, navigating it and I started finding these groups and, and the, the women in the groups are awesome. They yeah. talk about everything. They do. You know, do. even if I have a question, if I have a question and I'm like, hey, this may be a weird question, but, you know, X, Y, and Z. And they're like, oh, girl, please, no. And then they just go, you know, give you the answers yeah. or kind of lead you into the right direction. And I'm like, these yeah. women are awesome. Yeah. Although it can sometimes, I have to disconnect sometimes mm-hmm. because, you know. Yeah. Some women, and then, and then at one point, the reason I say sometimes I have to disconnect is because some women have it so much worse than me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And sometimes I, you know, when I found myself just not having a good day yeah. and I log on and I'm on, you know, I'm on and I'm just reading a passage that someone has written and it's like, you know, yeah. how do I say goodbye to my my daughter or how do I say goodbye to my family you know I, I just been diagnosed with metastatic you know breast cancer and it's just like like what I have no words so it's just like and I'm complaining about an ache and a pain that I have so let me just disconnect for a while and you know yeah. gather myself because I'm just like oh my gosh yeah but at the same time I can't downplay my experience either right. because yeah, you can't I'm still you know, I'm still going through, you know, I'm still going through, um, I'm still in survival mode, basically, right. so, but yeah, exactly. a journal, and I love my family, my friends, and my supporters, and yeah, yeah, yeah. so, that's good advice, so, you shared so <sighs> much today, talking about that is just, like, whew, emotional, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I just, um, you've taught, you shared so much today. And like you said, don't, don't downplay what you're going through because what you're going through is just as important as, um, the mm-hmm. next, as the next woman. Um, when we talked about, um, so you talked about some down moments and some high moments. What do you, can you define willpower in your own words? And when was that moment when you're just like, you know what, I got this, you know? I know you still have some days where you're feeling a little down about your situation, but when when was that time when you just really felt like, okay, I can handle all this? Um, to be honest, my first day in chemotherapy. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because when I went to chemotherapy for the first time, I had a reaction. And it uh, was a reaction to the it was a reaction to the taxol. Um okay. so you know, they give you your pre-meds and when they give you your pre-meds, I'm like, okay, again, not knowing what to expect. I thought that all my medication was going to be in one bag. When I get there, it's like everything is in, of course, different bags. I'm like, okay, gave me my pre-meds. I was fine doing my Mm pre-meds. Then it was time for the taxol. So they gave me, so the, my nurse gave me the taxol and she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like as soon as she, um, you know, as soon as she connected me, you know, connected the, you know, connected the IV, mm-hmm. um, I was fine. She walked away for like two, she wasn't even gone for two minutes. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, 
that's I guess that's how long it took that medicine to you know get in in my system and the worm started spinning and my oh head God. was spinning and my heart was beating so fast and so so hard that I felt like it was gonna just jump out of my chest. Oh my then I started tasting the medication. Then I became nauseated. Mm. And then it was. I thought that I could talk, but I really wasn't talking to like call her back to tell her something is wrong. This is not right. And so I'm hitting the call button. And when I hit the call button, it's like those nurses and doctors and techs, they, I don't know where they were, but they were there and they were like, okay, are you okay? Almost like kind of trying to keep me focused on Mm -hmm. trying to not let me, um, not let this thing scare me so you know they're talking to me they're like are you okay can you hear me um they're taking my vitals they're just doing everything and I'm just like oh my gosh what is happening and Mm. after that whole ordeal was over and they stopped the you know they stopped the medication and then the doctor said okay well give give me a stronger steroid so they're like okay so then they gave me the stronger steroid and so then it was time to administer this taxo again and now I'm just afraid I'm just like I don't want I'm like don't go anywhere stay here I need you here don't give me the medicine and then walk away you know, right. stay right here. She's like, right. I, she's like, baby, I'm not going nowhere. I, I promise. She was just like, you know, we had a hiccup and it happens because, you know, this is your first time, you know, having this medication. So once she assured me that, you know, the stronger steroid should, mm-hmm. should help um, so that I can be able to be given the tax. So I was like, okay. And so, um, and so, you know, she gave it to me again and I was fine. And at that moment I decided, you know what, I'm going to fight this thing. I am going to, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself because, you know, I've, I don't want to say I felt sorry to myself up until I had chemo because that's right. not true. But yeah. I did have days where I was feeling sorry for myself. And I said, you know what, come on, give me everything you got. I got yeah. this. Yeah. I got this. I decided that, you know what, this is my life and I'm going to fight for it. Right. I'm going to fight for it. Yeah. So at that chemotherapy treatment, I decided. Yeah. 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 I'm going to fight for it. Wow. That's good. Because that's a a scary moment. That could yeah, I could have pushed you to the other way to say, you know what, I can't do this and this is horrible. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, panic mode. That's kind of scary. Um, mm-hmm. but instead that you, you, you stood up and you was like, you know what? I got this. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to fight. I was crying, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's all right. Fight. Like my life is worth fighting for. Like, yeah. yes, my son, my husband, my family, my friends, yeah. all so, right. you know, that's, I decided that's, not, that's when I was going to fight. Yeah. That's when good. I was in chemotherapy, like, okay, this, this is what I got to go through. Okay. Devil, you are a liar and I'm going to show you. <laughs> right. right. Wow. Yeah. That's what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. That is, that's excellent. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. I know it's not easy. It's, you know, a moment of being vulnerable, letting people know that, you know, the deep emotions of what you've been feeling while going through this. Cause like when we're talking with our family, friends, it's kind of hard for us to say, you know, you know what, today, I just feel like I can't make it. You know what I mean? Because we don't want them to be worried about us or feel bad or anything like that. So it's really hard to share those emotions that we're what we're really feeling. 
and I'm just so glad that you you made the decision to keep fighting. And mm -hmm. you, like I said, you're 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 a champ. You're phenomenal. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing the tips today with us. You know, ladies, go on Facebook, Instagram, find find women that's going through what you're going through. You know, and ask. Be don't be afraid to ask questions. Share your share your your journey. You know, get get you a journal. Journal down your feelings and your emotions. That's just a way to kind of let things out because if you don't, if you hold it all in, that can stress you and that can make you know your your journey a little bit more difficult holding those emotions in. And so, and get to know your body. I would all yes. get to know your body. Don't be afraid to touch them, to feel them, to just know you. Mm -hmm. You know, know what's normal, know what's not normal. Right. You know. Exactly. Wow. Yep. And that's yeah. For the, yeah. Yeah. So basically, and just don't don't be afraid to ask your doctors, ladies that don't have breast cancer that are watching this. Don't be afraid to ask your doctors questions. And like Alicia said, don't be afraid to know your body. You have to know yourself and and just to be keep keep aware of what's going on. Because like you know, she doesn't know how she got breast cancer, so we can't say, oh, because I don't have family history, I shouldn't be aware of this. No, you you have to be aware of um of everything, um, because you just never know. Um, sorry, that's okay. All right, so we're going to. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you there still you there? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, it's okay. All right. So thank you, Alicia, for sharing your story. Now we're going to do a, a hair wrapping tutorial with Alicia because she's y'all. She be looking bad in these hair wraps. <laughs> she do. She be wearing these head wraps real good. And I'm like, man, how she tied that up so nicely. So I got my scarf. Ladies, go grab your scarf real quick. We're going to do a little head wrapping tutorial. These are good for, hey, if you don't feel like doing your hair that day, or women with breast cancer, if you don't feel comfortable yet walking around with your, you know, your, your bald head, you can wear a scarf, you know, and that just kind of boosts you up. I used to wear wigs, and I used to wear scarves too as well to boost my confidence. Uh oh, you disconnected again. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, I had to figure out how to, to hang it up without hanging it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yep, I'm ready, girly. You know, this this chemo has put me in menopause, so I've been rocking this this beautiful bold head of mine lately. Yeah. But I purchased I purchased my you see my hair growing back? Oh yeah, it's growing back. It's growing back. Oh wow, that's nice. <laughs> Thank you. I purchased my scarves from Old Navy or okay. um, Ross. Ross is my favorite place. Oh. Uh, I like to go purchase my scarf. Okay, and, you know, I just see, a I regular think about. Okay, yeah, is just that... a regular scarf, and I take it. Okay, uh, and I take it, and I just you know I put it on my head like that, and then I. I gather it in the front to make sure it's smooth. Okay. You know, and make sure my earrings are, are showing because, you know, I want to show my earrings. And then <laughs> I just take the scarf and what I do is kind of like twist it. I twist okay. it like I kind of like two strand twist. When I had hair, I was two strand twist. I kind of just like two strand twist and my scarf is rather long. So I, okay. you know, after I, I twist it, and then I kind of like take it and then I just wrap it around. Okay. While still twisting it. And then I have to make sure, you know, 
Because that one is relaxing. Yeah, mine is pretty long too. Yeah, so you you know you you twist it, and that's how you get that like braided effect. Okay. And then I just wrap it around, you know, and twist it. And so I can't do it anymore. And that is it. Oh, I got it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, look, my wig is getting away. <laughs> I probably wouldn't and recommend wearing it. a wig and a scarf because it's starting to get a little too <laughs> no, hot for I'm that. Gonna I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to put my wig on one day and I'm going to try. I just have to oh, okay. because these... These hot flashes is just too much for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I'm going through the same thing. That's why I said it might be a little bit too much to wear both. So it's starting to get hot. So, hot flashes. But that looks beautiful. Right. Yes. I and love that's it. it? Thank you. I, didn't ever, I never thought about going to Ross uh, for a scarf. So thank you for that little tip. I'm going to have to check. I might check them out today. <laughs> yeah. Ross and Old Navy, um, especially mm-hmm. in the wintertime. Now that it's summertime, it's probably going to be a little harder to find. Well, not really summertime, but now that the we- the um, weather's starting to change, it's probably mm-hmm. going to be a little harder to find. But there's some like online boutique boutiques that, um, yeah. or I can go to the hair store and I get scarves yeah. from the hair store. Yeah. But I like the nice thick scarf so I can yeah. get a nice full right full bun. Up front. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it. Well, is there anything, so, anything else you want to share with um, um, the breast cancer survivors that are watching or anyone that's not a breast cancer survivor about your journey or any advice before we go? Sure. The, for, the, for the breast cancer survivors, I just want you guys to know that you rock. We all rock. You know, yes. continue to keep fighting. Um, there is light at the end of the tunnel, you know, um, if you need to reach out to me, please reach out to me. Um, I'll leave my information with Shanice and um, yes. she can share it. Well, you know, she can yep. share it with I'll you. It. But again, if you, need to, if you need to reach out to me, please reach out to me. Yes. If you need to talk, I'm here to listen, you yes. know, because a lot of times you just want to talk and just get it off your chest. Yeah. You know, um, for the young women who um, who haven't had breast cancer, who haven't, just, you know, who, who who's not going through it still get to learn your bodies and, um, yeah. you know, don't be afraid to be an advocate. You know, mm-hmm. even though um, you, you may be young and you, you haven't had a diagnosis, but if you have, you know, uh, uh, I'm sorry, if it runs on your mom or your dad's mm-hmm. side, you know, talk to your doctor, you know, kind of yeah. like push them so that you can get some type of genetic counseling so, right. so you can find the answers that you need right. so you won't um so you won't end up with it you know yeah. so you can prevent it early right. detection is the best yes early is. detection is the best yes and one thing i want to say as you're wrapping your scarves lady think about some affirmations you know you can say to yourself while you're in the mirror while you're wrapping say hey, i'm beautiful i'm fearless i have all the willpower to get through this I am courageous. Just think about all those good things. And I, again, I just appreciate you, Alicia, for joining us today and sharing your story. Ladies and gentlemen, please be encouraged. Love her will. Bye-bye. Yeah, goodbye.